Hello. Is this Tori? This is Tori. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's going great. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to Episode 8 of the Chalk Dust Podcast, where teachers talk about their experiences in the classroom. Because once the dust settles, every teacher has a story to tell. This is Kirby Alexander, your host, and today I'm talking with Tori Moybrick, a high school English teacher living in Fort Worth, Texas. I first met Tori in the fall semester of 2014 when she was enrolled in one of my courses in the College of Education. A couple of years later, she worked as my graduate teaching assistant, which is where I really got to see Tori's strengths as a teacher for the first time. In her four years as a teacher, she has continued to flourish and have an amazing impact in the lives of her students. Let's go ahead and get started with our conversation with Tori. Well, Tori, thank you so much for taking some time to visit with me today. Uh, it's great to get a chance to catch up with you and just hear how you're doing in your teaching, how you're doing in life in general, um, and how you've adjusted to uh, this new format of teaching now that we're all um, teaching remotely and learning remotely from our homes. So uh, mm-hmm. I really appreciate you taking some time uh, just to, uh, to talk with me today. Absolutely. I'm excited. Podcasts are the new things. I feel very lucky to be on them. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, so tell me, uh, what are you doing right now? Like, you know, where are you teaching? What grade? What subjects? That kind of thing. Yeah, so I teach at Pasco High School, which is just right behind TCU, so I stay in the area. And um, I teach pre-PE English too. I've taught that for four years now. And I also teach for the first time this year uh, APA and um, which is a really cool, exciting thing. And then I'm also the JV chair coach, which is a whole other world of, world of the education system. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, good. that's great. And so uh, tell me, uh, this this uh, teaching position that you have, uh, tell mm-hmm. us a little bit of the story behind that. How did you find out about yeah. it? How did you get hired? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, honestly, I think it should be a long hit to TCU because I student taught um, at Pascal with Mr. Chacon, and it was a great experience. I learned lots of things. Um, and then after that, I decided to do grant school for a year because I wasn't quite ready to leave TCU. Right. Um, and then when I was at TCU, um, I had a friend that, was, when I was at Pascal, I had a friend that was working at Pascal, and we ran into each other at church on a random day, and she was like, hey, it was like, I don't know, February. It was really early. Okay. Um, and she was like, hey, have you um, started applying? And I was like, I mean, I've started to get my resume together. You know, stuff is coming up pretty soon here. I should probably work on that. She was like, well, hey, send me your resume. I know that we have at least two open spots and we need someone. I was like, oh, wow, great. That's awesome. I love Pascal. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually send it. Um, that was like on a Sunday. And the next morning, she actually like reached out and texted me. I don't even know how she got my numbers. And she was like, hey, like, seriously, send me your resume. And I was like, uh, okay. So I like quickly got it together and sent it to her. And then I got an email back from Pasco being like, hey, we would love to meet you. We've heard that you student taught here. Mackenzie speaks really highly of you. Um, we are going to be at the TC writing camp. I think you guys still do that, right? With Pasco uh, yes. Yes. Talk the writing camp, it's like a like boot camp, like four star kind of thing. 
Um, so I did that, and then I was about to walk the kids back to Pasco, and uh-huh. uh, my current boss came running out of the ballroom, and she was like, hey, you're the one who wants a job, right? And I was like, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> and, um, so then it kind of just escalated to this. I actually like signed my contract in March. Um, oh, wow. Like, we want you to teach honest freshmen. Um, it's really good. Have fun. And I was like, sweet. And then they called about two weeks later, and they were like, also, we hear you have cheer experience. Would you be interested in coaching cheer? And I was like, oh, my gosh. No, I've never thought that I would do that, but it's honestly one of the biggest blessings in my life, and I love doing it to this day. Oh, so that's awesome. It was really, yeah, it was really great. Well, I'm really thankful for TCU for all the connections that I made to do that. Uh, oh, yeah. I honestly think that's how I got that job, so... Well, yeah. you probably could not have found uh, a job closer to TCU. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I love about it. I love the Fort Worth area, so I wouldn't yeah. want to go farther. So exactly. Once you get plugged in at Pasco, it's hard to it's hard to pull yourself away. So I think I'll be there for a long time. Oh, that's awesome. So <laughs> did did you ever have uh, like that moment when you like just stopped and you're like, oh my word, I just got hired as a teacher. <laughs> yes. Um, I remember when I went and signed my contract. It was in the like Fort Worth ISD like admin building over on like kind of by Seventh Street or whatever. Uh-huh. And I went and signed my contract and um I was leaving and they were like, Oh hey, do you want to take your ID picture? And I was like, ID picture? Oh my god, I said, get to take an ID picture and I seriously to this day have the same ID picture and I think it's the biggest smile on my face that I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> I've waited my whole life to be a teacher. So it was like and I remember I wanted to carry it around and wear it every day over the summer. And I was like, I can't do that. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, it was a sweet moment of like, wow, this is like actually real. And then you know, cheer starts um, in the in the spring to get ready for the fall kind oh, of thing. Okay. So right after I got hired, they were like, hey, come up for practices. Hey, come do this. Come do that. So I started to like actually get to be at Pascal the spring semester before my real job began. So it was like really fun to like get plugged in early on. Oh yeah, um, no, that's really yeah, cool. So. And I, know, um, I was like so itching to be there, and so. Oh yeah, um, and so once you have the job and you know what you're teaching, you know obviously kind of what you're going to be doing. Uh, how early did you start getting things ready? Like, what was the summer yeah. like before you had to start your first day of teaching? Well, they don't tell you this, but every summer they have to wax the fort. Ah. So you have to wait for them to get all of the furniture out of the entire hallway that you're in. Um, and then wax the floors and all that. And it's good. You, those floors definitely need to be waxed. They get super dirty. Yes. Um, so you have to wait for them to do all of that. And you have to wait for the wax to dry and all those kinds of things. And I remember like literally texting my boss every day being like, are the floors done yet? Are the floors done yet? Are the floors done yet? <laughs> because you can't get in there until it's over. Um, but yeah, I remember being super excited. And I, co- I had like a whole corner of my apartment was just all my teaching supplies that I couldn't wait to bring up there. Because every right. time I would go to Target and pass the dollar section, I was like, yes, I need all 17 of these posters. You know? Yes. Um, but yeah, so it was like, super, it took a while to get in there. But once I got in there, um, I spent about, I don't know, maybe three weeks just getting everything set up exactly the way that I wanted it. Oh, so wow. I figured I'd basically live there, not three weeks, but like on and off, like for three weeks, I was back and forth doing random little things. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, it was fun. And since, you know, you basically live there when you get up there. So it's good to keep it homey and normal. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you feel safe and you want your kids to feel safe too. Yeah, no, I I know the feeling. (laughs) Uh, And I don't know if some executive that works for Target had teachers in mind when they (laughs) made the dollar section, but they definitely... Uh, 
they definitely hit a home run with the teachers uh, when they when they put Absolutely. that section in the store. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and you know when I was a teacher, they didn't they didn't have it, so it was kind of. Um, yeah, we had I had to find other sources of my you know for my cheap stuff you know that I wanted to put in my classroom. Um, but anyway, so. Uh, you know, you have your class set up, your room's totally ready and all that. And uh, describe that moment when you finally meet your students the first day of school. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, I remember being so like nervous, you know, you, just the anticipation. You can't wait. You've waited your whole life for this. Being so nervous, having the butterflies in your stomach and all the things. And I remember the second I closed my door and the second I walked into my classroom and I looked at my students and I was like, hello. And it was like all of the nerves that were in my, the, my stomach just like melted away. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, I think a lot of people who are teachers, you know, they've dreamt of doing this and have prepared for this for like a long time. Yeah. And then when you finally get in there, it's like, oh, this is exactly where I'm meant to be. And I, not that I felt like I knew what I was doing, but I was like, this is what I want to be doing. And I'm excited and I'm comfortable and all the nerves just melt away as soon as you start to interact with them and talk to them because they're just silly and goofy. And you know, I taught freshmen, so this is their first day of high school, too. So they're way more nervous than I oh, am. Oh, yeah. Staring blankly at me. Right. Um, but, yeah, it was great. It, it, it was honestly great. I can't even tell you what I did that full first week of school. Now I've kind of figured out what my, like, first week routine is now that I'm in year four. But um, yeah. that first week, I mean, it was a blur of all of the emotions. It was just so much excitement, honestly. The oh, yeah. finally, like, getting to be where you want to be. Oh, so, yeah. It was great. Well, mm-hmm. and I'm sure, you know, you probably spent some time, like, going through procedures, routines. This is how you organize mm-hmm. your, mm-hmm. um, this is how you organize your binder, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember, I remember those days, too. Of course, I taught much younger students, but I remember spending a lot mm-hmm. of time at the beginning just trying to yes. kind of get them into a routine so they knew. Yeah how things were supposed to work in my classroom. And of course with high school, it might yeah. be a little bit different from classroom to classroom, but mm-hmm. the students, you know, are pretty good at figuring that out. Yeah. So, you, you can pre- yeah. You can pretty much get through your like procedure stuff in a day with them, but the binder set up, that takes a whole nother day. And you do like yeah. three days of like, you know, get to know you type stuff. Cause that's what they want you to do. They, Cause building relationships with your students is the most important thing. Oh yeah. So before you get into that content stuff, um, yes. sure you get to know them and they feel, good and but yeah it takes up a good like week of your time oh absolutely and you know that um you know that first week I always kind of thought of it as like a honeymoon period and Mm. so once you once that's over you know and you have to really make that switch into teaching the content that you're there to teach Mm -hmm. you know what was Mm -hmm. that like describe that transition (laughs) into doing the real work Mm -hmm. of a teacher yeah, I call that teach, teach. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I got to teach, teach today. Like right. real teaching, not yeah. like the hands-off kind of teaching. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was definitely, I think the actual teaching part was fun. Like, you know, at TCU, you create lessons for like little itty-bitty things here and there. But mm-hmm. I've never done like a whole unit of lessons and a whole unit of like walking students through it. So it was like, it was very, like, it was a different experience to watch kids adjust and learn the light bulbs go off over a whole section of a thing or a whole novel or whatever it might be um yeah. but i remember yeah but the honeymoon period definitely was over when the grading begins because i remember when i first got my first like graded assignment that was like a big deal it was like an essay or whatever it uh-huh. was. and i like put them in a box and i had read through all of them but i was like but i don't know how do i grade like what? i know i have uh. a perfect but like ah you, you, you know so you get mm-hmm. super nervous about that with 
first time you grade papers. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that's when my honeymoon was over, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, you got 150 students, and they all wrote, you know, it's only a one-page essay, but they take up a lot of time. Oh, so, gosh, yeah. So. And especially if you want to leave comments <laughs> and... You know, mm-hmm. give give them some real thoughtful feedback. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's a that's a lot of time involved, and that's just for one yeah. assignment. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, uh, once you've you know kind of got into that real work of a teacher, I know that you know I, for myself, it 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 at times would get overwhelming. And did you ever have those moments uh, in your first year where you would just kind of stop and like ask yourself, like, what in the world have I gotten into here? Gosh, yes. Your first year, especially, like, it just consumes you, honestly, because you just get, you want to be a great teacher, and you want to do your best for your students, and you want to plan, like, super creative and awesome lessons, and then you want to give all the feedback in the world, and then you realize that, like, there's just not enough time in the day to do everything that you want to do exactly the way that you want to do it. Mm-hmm. So, I think that my, like, whoa, what am I doing? It definitely came, because I'm a big early bird. So I would wake up early in the morning, and I would get to school early, and I would work on my lessons and stuff like that. And, you know, you have planning periods, but sometimes they just get eaten up with, you know, all sorts of random things. Yeah. Um, but And I would find myself grading a lot over the weekend. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, five weekends in a row, teach all day at school, and then all the weekends spent grading. And I'm like, why? What? This is not. This is no. Right. So you definitely have to learn how to, what is actually important to grade, what can you skim, mm-hmm. what can you not grade at all, all those kinds of things. So yeah. that was definitely my big, whoa, I'm oh, spending yeah. way too much time doing this. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I think sure. that's every first year teacher, honestly. Oh, no, no, no question. <laughs> We just find ourselves mm-hmm. in over our heads and you, you wonder, mm-hmm. is there ever going to be a break? And oh, yeah. yeah, and it seems like eventually a break does come. But yeah, I remember yeah. having the same feelings. So, you know, yeah. did you have like a, a person that you would go to or like a process that you'd work through when you started to uh, have those feelings of being overwhelmed or maybe even discouraged? Yeah, I mean, I had a mentor teacher, and he was really great, Mr. Smithius. He's an awesome, awesome guy. And I'd go to him with all of my, like, ah, I'm a funny, blah, 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 you know. Uh, but I honestly think that, you know, me and the cheer coaches, I, we, we became really close coaching cheer together. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really until our second year of teaching that I really discovered I have to create some sort of work-life balance mm-hmm. um, and really carve out time for myself. Because I can't, you can't pour from an empty cup, right? So... I think definitely learning how to do work-life balance with the other two coaches. Because it was hard because I would get to school early to do all my um, school stuff. And then after school, I would have two practice. So it's like, Uh. then I'm not home until 6.30. And it's like, you know, but at that point, you want to like crash on your bed and (laughs) never come out, you know? Oh, my word, Um, So, yeah. So work-life balance is definitely a big thing that me and the cheer coaches really had to um, work together on in terms Uh of like creating schedules that work. Did, um... Now, with a cheer, uh, I know mm-hmm. they have, you know, that could go all year long. Did that Did that go, like, yes. from f- football all season all the way through so, the spring? Mm-hmm. So we get to school about two weeks early to do boot camp. Then you have football and volleyball season, which are at the same time, mm-hmm. which is also homecoming season, which is, like, their big pep rally thing that they get excited about. Oh, yeah. And then after that, we actually compete as well in the UIL competitions. Um, okay. So that starts as soon as um, homecoming season is over. And then after 
that, after UAL, that happens in about January when the actual competition is. And then after that, we have about a month where we're kind of doing basketball, but we're kind of like almost in the slow of our season kind of thing. Uh-huh. And then basketball ends, and then we have about a week, and then tryouts begin. So, oh, my word. I know. It never ends. But yeah. I, I really do love it. And getting to build the relationships with those girls and meeting girls that I would never actually get to meet because they would never be in my class or whatever um, is so huge and it's been a lot of fun so i definitely love it and has uh has your coaching influenced your teaching your teaching teaching influenced your coaching at all is there much crossover that's a great question yeah you know my children say that i'm a much uh happier teacher than i sometimes am as a church just because i feel like sometimes i have to be a little bit harder on them because they yeah. can do a little bit more drama stuff. But, um, no, I think it definitely, I don't know. I honestly don't know which one I like more. I like them both equally in different seasons for so many different reasons, and I fluctuate with it. Uh-huh. Like, sometimes I like um, teaching better, sometimes I like coaching better. Um, but honestly, like, there's so much, like, pros and cons that each of them have that I couldn't ever just do one. I'll, I, I think maybe once I, like, settle down and get married, I'll probably give up to you. Right. I'm sad about it, but... Um, yeah, I think they definitely cross over a lot. And I, I honestly, I think I know a lot more about the kids because of cheer, just because I talk to them more and hear more about their lives, right. hear more about their friends' lives and their friends are in their, my class and all that kind of stuff. So, oh yeah, for sure. Definitely need to cross over. Yeah, no, I felt the same way when I, I coached at the high school too and yeah. felt, the, felt the exact same way because, you know, I coached cross country and so we would yeah. ride a bus all the way across the state for mm-hmm. a, for a meet, you know? And so you get to sit and visit with the kids and you get to know mm-hmm. them really well. And yeah, uh, definitely a great compliment to teaching. Uh, for me, the coaching at times didn't even feel like a job. It just felt like yeah. something I loved and, you know, teaching yeah, like a hobby, honestly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was more like a paid hobby. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, teaching a lot of times, felt a little bit more like a job just because, you know, people were not necessarily there uh, all the time mm-hmm. by choice. Cross country, right. they, they signed yeah. up for it. So they knew what they were there for, you know. And they loved it and they yeah. wanted to do it and wanted to improve and all that. Yeah. Exactly. But, you know, no one gets to choose social studies. <laughs> they're all, they're, they're in it whether they like it or not. <laughs> yeah. And so you had to deal with some, some reluctant students every once in a while. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I def- definitely know the feeling. So, mm-hmm. um, during that first year, I know that you probably were continually evaluating yourself. You know, you kind of mentioned that mm-hmm. one thing you were evaluating was just the need to balance work and life. You know, in terms mm-hmm. of your teaching, were there any things that you would uh, evaluate yourself on and just say, you know, starting day one next year, I'm doing this differently? <laughs> yes. Uh, I think one thing I learned was, you know, Oh, gosh, there's so many. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> um, I think definitely, like, um, revamping lessons from year to year. I've been really lucky in the term, in the fact that I've been able to teach one content for the past four years. So I've been able to, like, reuse lessons and revamp them. And some people call me crazy, but I make, like, a little, it's like a, it's a Google slideshow, but it's honestly more of, like, the agenda for the class. So it's uh-huh. like, hey, guys, here's your ball ringer. Pick this thing up. And the next slide is, like, the announcement. The next side is the turn and talk to your neighbor about this question that I have before we do our lesson. Right. And then there's, you know, it takes them down a couple of different paths. It's not like I'm reading off a PowerPoint. It just keeps them on track for my lesson kind of thing. Yes. Um, but every year, like, so I put all of those. I'm, I'm really weird. I have a grid on 
Google Docs, basically. Uh-huh. And it has the six weeks all laid out. And um, what I do is I link my PowerPoint for that day. I link whatever handout I use, whatever story I use, whatever page numbers it is. I link all of that in one document. That way, oh, wow. when I go back next year, I can click right directly into all of those resources. And then I can remember, oh, yeah, I didn't like asking this question first. I didn't like doing that first, you know, or whatever yes. it might be. And then also, for, like, the big lessons that I create, I always take a note on my phone. It always happens when I'm grading, whenever I'm grading their actual work. And I realize, yes. oh, I should have asked this question differently. Or, oh, I should have done, you know, I should have yep. made them do it this way or whatever. It might no, be. absolutely. Um, so I make a note on my phone and go back and do that. And, gosh, what else? I also realized um, really quickly that starting the year off in groups uh-huh. um, really does a great job at building that classroom community. I think the first year that I taught, I started with rows, mostly because, but they were double rows so there was like pairs basically mm-hmm. um and i remember liking that but i also remember once i moved into groups for the first time i was like oh my gosh this is so fun they're all talking to each other instead of just two people talking to each other yeah getting them to talk in the classroom is when they're high schoolers and especially when they're freshmen and nervous and don't know anyone a little bit hard to do sometimes especially in the beginning but oh, yeah. starting them off in groups is one of my favorite things to do um, and i keep them in groups all year long so oh yeah and do, you, do they switch throughout? Do they switch throughout the year, or do they stay in yes. the same group? Okay. Yes, they switch throughout the year. I'm very strategic because once you get to know them, the first you know six weeks or whatever, then I switch to the next one, and I'm like, oh, these people would be good together, and they don't know each other at all, but oh my gosh, they would totally like be best friends, and they're gonna help each other out. This one's really high. This one's a little bit lower. These mm-hmm. people need each other, so definitely very strategic in how I place them and yeah. whatnot. So. And yeah, it's fun. It's honestly like one of my favorite things is whenever uh, at the end of the year they're all like, "Oh my gosh, we became like best friends," and I didn't know any of these people before yeah. school started. I'm like, that's like my favorite thing in the world. So. Yeah, that's really yeah. great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun yeah. seeing your students bond. And even, you know, mm-hmm. the next year and the next year after that, you see them hanging out to, with each other. Oh, yeah. You know, they've their friendships have persisted past your class. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, even, I know, it's amazing. Yeah, it's I even amazing. see that now. So that's, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now that we've been all teaching remotely for you know, for several weeks now, tell me a little bit about, you know, when you first got that announcement that spring break had been extended and you were going to be teaching remotely, you know, uh, what was that like? So, yeah, so Fort Worth ISD was kind of in the perfect storm when all of this happened because Mm -hmm. a week before spring break, our, like, internet was hacked or something. Yes, I remember. (laughs) Yeah, so for a week before, um, spring break got out we didn't have any wi-fi um and then whenever so then we got the announcement that covid and like we were going to extend for two more weeks um happened and for with ic we didn't have anything ready to go because our our malware still wasn't up and running so yes. we couldn't do anything for like forever um and then finally when we did get the malware thing taken care of we had to every student had to change their password and yes. go through all of these big steps and like you had to have a special password sent to you da, da, da. so it mm-hmm. took us about like four weeks before we were even ready to begin some yes. form of online learning which is crazy um but honestly like as the announcements kept coming in you know i could see the writing on the wall that we weren't going to go back and that was such a that was such a hard pill to follow because it's my fourth year teaching so my freshmen that I had my first year are now seniors 
Oh, and, gosh. You know, I've been with them for four years now. And, you know, I've been to the other graduations for kids that I've had one or two years and those kinds of things. But mm-hmm. when it's the first group that you have, and like, honestly, I hope my students don't hear this, but <laughs> that was the best group of students I could have ever dreamed for for my first year teaching. They right. were just so sweet and innocent. They played into whatever I wanted them to play into. And they gave me every bit of the doubt, like really helped me through that first year of teaching yep. because you really didn't need a lot of grace that first year. Um, yep. And so the fact that they don't get to celebrate prom, they don't get to do like their normal graduation, it's been so hard for me to come to terms with that just because, you know, they, I've, we've grown up together. They've w- watched me grow up as a teacher. I've watched them grow 17 inches. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, it's hard. But yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been, um, I just had, yeah, it's been hard to process through mm-hmm. uh, this is what I wanted this year to end looking like. And yep. now this is what it is, but yeah. You know, you know, but what, so what strategies have you used to uh, stay in touch with them? Your students. Um, we do weekly zooms and all those kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, like today, like there's lots of like little things that you can go up to the school for kind of thing. So like mm-hmm. today we did um, like sports inventory collection for all the seniors. So it was ah. socially distanced. They stay in their car and they, pop their trunk and you get the stuff out that they need so you got to say hi to them through the windows and those uh, kinds of things but yeah yeah it's just a lot of remind messaging and a lot of emailing and a lot yeah. of all the all the stuff but yeah 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 and then yes it was actually really sweet yesterday was my birthday and the kids made me a um like happy birthday and it oh was like gosh. all of my students yeah so it was like the sweetest thing that i've ever seen and i like cried watching it because i miss all their faces so much <laughs> oh, yeah. um they're sweet. They're, they're yeah. good kids. So. Oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. great. Oh, and happy birthday. So, yeah, yeah that's well, great. <laughs> um, of course, it's definitely cool to stay connected in that way. So, Well, that's good. So, yeah. yeah, so you've got kind of the dual responsibility of you want to make sure they're, they're learning, but you also just want mm-hmm. to stay connected with them as people yeah. and make sure they're okay, mm-hmm. make sure they... And I've, I've seen probably more now than any other time in my teaching career, the importance of, of both. You know, we, oh, yeah. we, we definitely get paid to make sure they, they know more by the time mm-hmm. they leave than when they came in. Uh, mm-hmm. But also, you just have to nurture them as humans. And that's that's such an important part of the yeah. job. That yeah. I don't One think... of the things our admin keeps saying is grace over grades, grace over grades, yes. grace over grades. And it's so important because there's so many kids out there in my classes and everything that are really struggling in this time for a lot of different reasons. And so... You know, mm-hmm. you got to take all of that into consideration and be with them and love them and do everything you can to make sure that they're okay. So, no, absolutely. So, yeah. so I've kind of got a, kind of a two, a two part question for you. You know, first all right. of all, <laughs> what do you remember most about your first year? Like when you look back on that very first year, what do you remember the most? Oh, <laughs> uh, Man, I'm I I'm one of the students, and like just all the silly, goofy moments where you know your plans didn't go exactly according to the way that you wanted it to, kind mm-hmm. of thing, and your kids just kind of laugh it off with you and give you the benefit of the doubt and help make you work. And I like seriously, the, my first group of students was just one of the greatest classes of all time. Um, yeah. 
and they were just so kind and understanding and sweet. And so I always do a selfie at the end of the year with them. So uh-huh. We all take a big group class selfie. And so every year I fill up my little whiteboard right next to my Promethean with all of my class selfies so I can always like look back on them. So oh, yeah. And they always feel like they're still a part of my classroom whenever they come back because they see yeah. the selfie picture that we all took together. Yeah. I don't know. I think definitely what I um, remember the most is definitely those kids and the relationships that were built and the yep. pads that we had and all this stuff. That's great. Yeah. And so the second part of my yeah. question then is over the last four years, what do you think uh, has been the the most important thing you've learned uh, either about teaching or about yourself as a teacher or about students, you know, thinking about like the, the, the biggest thing you've learned over, over the, the four years that you've been teaching. What do you think that oh, is? Man, that's a hard question. <laughs> I knew it would be. <laughs> oh, let's see. Let me think for a second. Gosh. I mean, I think this sounds cliche and I don't want to be cliche, but I can't stress enough that relationships are everything. The relationships mm-hmm. that you build with those kids, they really do change your lives in so many different ways. And I firmly believe one learns most from teaching others. And those kids have taught me so, 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 so much just about life and how to act and how to be patient and mm-hmm. how to be kind and gentle and understanding and, you know, just be a better person. And like all the, like, you know, people come from so many different walks of life and getting to see so many different students come from so many different places and learn about their experiences and how that impacts my worldview and all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Just really like those relationships matter more than anything else that you possibly do in your classroom. Yeah. And it lasts for a long time. They always come back and they always, you know, it, it, it matters. And it's, yeah. it's a big deal what teachers do. That's great. I think that's, I guess, the biggest thing that I've learned. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, Tori, thank you so much for uh, taking some time uh, to to visit with me today. I think that last statement is probably a, a great place to to wrap things up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that the year didn't turn out the way we wanted it to, you know. And I, it's great to hear, you know, from teachers like you that you're making the best of it, you know, despite the fact that we're in a situation we didn't ask for, we didn't expect. Yeah. And so I really appreciate you just taking some time to to visit with me. When and you have so many other things uh, pulling your attention away right now. No, it's honestly good to reflect like that. So thanks for asking the questions. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Take care. Bye.